Hello, my favorite listener. This is not my favorite podcast. Just a daily podcast on local, national news, rants, rhetoric, COVID-19, and the climate crisis. I am your host, Russ Fugel, speaking to you from the North Mountain in Utah County, Uchiyu country, home of the Ute, Paiute, Goshute, and Shoshone people. This is not my favorite podcast, not aiming to be the best or comprehensive, not even topical, just querying the podcast mic because the world is on fire. Let's go right to the tweets. Joe Biden's ambitious climate plan has significant executive actions embedded in it. Tweets Jamal Rad. Don't let anyone tell you we can't act on bold climate action. Joe Biden ran on it and has a mandate to act. At How to Save a Planet tweets, new episode. When it comes to climate change, it can feel like our future hangs in the balance of this presidential election in the U.S. But how much does the president really matter? And how can climate action move forward regardless of who wins? 350.org tweets, The climate crisis was a top issue in the U.S. election, with 7 out of 10 voters supporting the government to take transformative action on a climate breakdown. At Eric Holthaus tweets, What are your favorite POC-led climate orgs? Who is doing good work right now on organizing around Black and Indigenous-led futures? Drop the donate links below. And finally, Scott D. Sampson tweets, Looking for some bipartisan inspiration on climate? Check out the most recent installment of the hashtag How to Save a Planet podcast. Republican climate activism. Love it. So, I told you I'd put a pin in this. I also told you that this would be a daily podcast. But I told you I'd put a pin into this topic of coming together and the divisiveness in our politics. I guess it was last Tuesday, Tuesday before the election. It's now Friday after the election. So obviously this this isn't a daily podcast, though I will continue to, to attempt to make it such. But the election has now happened. Uh, we are on the brink of the press calling Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, and Nevada for Biden. Surprised that they haven't, but I think everyone is trying to be careful not to escalate the situation by infuriating the little man in the White House. So, let's talk about divisiveness. I may be off on some of my numbers here, but not too far. I tweeted this yesterday. 70% plus is election 2020 turnout. 60 million voted for the 116th majority in 2018. 65.8 million voted for Hillary Rodham Clinton in 2016. 
But when all is counted, 82 million people, maybe a little bit less, will have voted for Biden 2020. I see this as almost a 20 million vote referendum, specifically on the 45th president's COVID response. But it would have been a landslide for Biden because of COVID had not Trump 2020 turned out about 15 to 16 million votes. House Democrats, their losses in the 117th, which is the next Congress, is on the coattails of this Trump 2020 turnout of an additional 16 million votes, which comes from the Trump's campaign's mastery of the social dilemma. So because of this campaign they put together online, on social media, without COVID, Trump would have won in a landslide, about 55% of the vote. The 20 million extra votes for Biden, I don't believe it's a general anti-Trump sentiment. That was the turnout in the 2018 election or any particular Biden excitement. The correct response moving forward in 2022 and beyond isn't to replicate Trump's social media reality distortion field, but it will be replicated by a populist in this decade. And we must be prepared for that. Meanwhile, this additional 20 million votes for Biden 2020 is likely to evaporate when the pandemic goes away almost entirely. So we must address this dilemma of social media and division. What we have is attention-greedy AI, which threatens our mental health and the strong social fabric we need. The biggest lie sold by these platforms is that they connect us, that our clicks, likes, and shares do anything more than deepen the addiction to the platform. So, I am going to finish my essays on civil representation and social infrastructure. I'm dropping off Twitter until they're done. Turn on notifications for my tweets at RFUGAL if you want to be updated. Retweet this episode. Go to my Twitter feed find this thread. It's right at the top because I haven't tweeted or retweeted anything else and retweet this thread. And if you haven't, watch The Social Dilemma on Netflix. Go to thesocialdilemma.com. So I don't think I'm quite ready to talk about my main premise that I want to bring forward when talking about the divisions, which we need to overcome. But I do want to read some selections for you from this essay I wrote on AI amplification back when I was running for Congress. Artificial intelligence or AI will disrupt existing labor markets and is already disrupting our social coherence. 
Big tech recommendation machines amp up ideological divisions in our public discourse, spread fake news, and will continue to enable bad actors to pollute our public discourse through the AI-powered attention-greedy economy. Attention-greedy AI threatens our mental health and the strong social fabric necessary to address big social upheavals. Presidential candidate Andrew Yang is best known for his warning that one in three American workers are at risk of losing their jobs to new technologies and his solution to avoid an unemployment crisis, the Freedom Dividend, a universal basic income for all American adults, no strings attached. While a productive debate about universal basic income or its cousin, universal basic services, needs to be had and needs to lead to real policy, worrying about when technology will take human jobs misses the point that technology is already hacking at human weaknesses today. In a recent New York Times opinion, Tristan Harris, executive director of the Center for Humane Technology, wrote, quote, the digital infrastructures of Facebook and Google have overwhelmed the natural capacities of our brains, end quote. Since automating recommendations is cheaper than paying human editors to decide what's worth our time, AI news feeds drive us down rabbit holes toward extremism and conspiracy theories and will affect future elections and even our ability to tell fact from fiction, increasing the divisions within society. This fracturing of social cohesion compromises our ability to take collective action to address the world's most pressing challenges and has turned us into a civilization maladapted for its own survival. AI amplifiers that give us more of what we click on are intrinsically divisive and are the backbone of an advertising business model built on exploiting our humanity. Big tech companies have built an attention economy. In return, we get the free downgrading of humanity. I highly recommend reading the entire article at the New York Times. A link will be in the description. So if this conversation interests you, you need to listen to Your Undivided Attention. It's a podcast by Tristan Harris and the Center for Humane Tech. And you can find a link to it in the description. Also, there's a link to my article on AI amplification. There's a link to the tweet that I read about uh, the need for me to complete my essay on social infrastructure and civil representation. Um, and the, the numbers I shared with Biden's, uh, what should have been Biden's landslide victory, uh, but for Trump's turnout and what should have been Trump's landslide victory, but for his bong, his bungling of the coronavirus pandemic. So, um, check out those links and stay tuned for the next episode. 
we'll continue this conversation. Maybe not tomorrow, but um, but keep listening. And follow me on Twitter at R-F-U-G-A-L. One day I'll come back and start tweeting. Also, there's a link in the episode notes to the tweets that I share. I actually have a algorithm that is tuned to find positive tweets that are topical and important. And rather than logging into Twitter and scrolling, doom scrolling through my timeline, I've actually logged off, changed, changed my password first, logged off, and deleted my password from my password manager. And I'm not going to be logging onto Twitter for a while. But I do have this algorithm that runs a script. I'll have a link to that collection of tweets that gets updated every time I do this episode, sometimes a little bit more often um, in the episode notes. And then finally, um, if you like this episode, please go back and listen to the others. If you haven't, if you have, uh, please like, subscribe, share. Thank you. Talk to you next time.